Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Climb Chronicles. Today we're joined by Jimmy Daldo, who is the founder of Vault Hill, the very first extended reality blockchain-based metaverse. Join us as we debunk the hype behind the virtual reality marketplace, the different product offerings that Vault Hill has, the business model, and Jimmy's experience raising pre-launch. Hi Jimmy, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. You're welcome. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me. It's it's a bit nerve-wracking for me. My first time on a podcast and first time in the studio doing this. So hey, um, I'm excited to, to be on here. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And tell me, how's your start to the weekend been? Anything interesting that you've been doing this morning? Uh, yeah, actually. So um, I went on a morning walk with a mate of mine, Janice. Um, walked for about seven miles this morning. We left home at eight and we got back at past nine. Uh, no, got back at quarter to ten. Uh, so just walked around the development, you know, had a couple of conversations, you know, live, Vault Hill, his work, career, family, and all of that good stuff. So yeah, um, got back home, made the missus an omelette, jumped on a call for Vault Hill, made my daughter an omelette after that call, Cute. jumped in, watched a little bit of The Dynasty, the the oh, TV show season four on Netflix. As in the one with um, the new version of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 season four just came out. So got ready, drove out here and yeah, here. So yeah, that's that's been the start of my weekend to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds well, sounds like a quite a hectic morning. Well, I wouldn't say hectic, it sounds like you've got a lot of stuff done on your to-do list. Correct. Before the afternoon, and that's what we love to see. You're here to tell us a little bit more about Vault Hill and, and what you're working on and really how you've built that. So just to, to get straight into it, tell us a little bit more about Vault Hill and and how we actually how did we actually meet great so um let's start with how we met actually Mm -hmm. um so started off Vault Hill um taking lessons from previous startups you know make sure your accounting legal anything regulatory is set up as well as you starting up the company building a team and all of that and um shopping around for legal advice legal services and stumbled on seed legal and um, that's where I met you. Uh, you're currently my um, fundraising account manager and, mm-hmm. you know, making sure I'm crossing the T's and dotting the I's, you know, from a fundraising perspective. And yeah, you know, you told me about this, you know, in one of our conversations and I was like, hey, Pasha, um, in a couple of months time or weeks time, you know, let's get on your podcast and, you know, talk about this. Um, so, yeah, coming back to Voltil, how did that start? Oh, it's an interesting one. Um, so I got into the crypto space in 2017, 2018, more, more late 2017. Um, while everyone was raving about Bitcoin, XRP, a lot around XRP. And, you know, I know a lot of my mates watching now will be saying, hey, Jimmy, you did tell me to buy XRP. <laughs> it's still not picked up. And I'm like, hold on, guys. It's still, it might not. Hey, I don't know. Just jump on Voltil now to make my money. <laughs> Um, and while everyone was raving about that, I stumbled on virtual land and coming from Nigeria, I'm Nigerian at birth and coming from Nigeria, you know, from an investment perspective, my parents are always savvy around, okay, property, real estate is a key investment. You know, if you do not have money to buy a house, start with the foundation, start with buying land and then mm-hmm. you, you know, you fence your land and then you put a structure on it. And that was the same approach I took. So when I saw virtual land, I said, okay, let me buy a couple in different... Um, 
hold on a second so this is i'm having my mind blown a bit because when you told me about this when we when we yeah. met with sea legals it's like hold on the only thing that i forgive me for being a bit naive no, no, the no, only no, thing that i think about with virtual land it's like video games or sims or something crazy like animal crossing so yeah. tell me a little unpack that a little bit for me instead of just going straight in there okay, tell me what okay. does that actually mean? all right let's take a step back so Virtual land is uh, a digital asset, right? And it's coined uh, an NFT, a non-fungible token, um, where, again, just like how you buy art, you buy music, you buy, you tokenize things from an NFT perspective, you do that with virtual land. It's now the application of virtual land that changes. Mm -hmm. So virtual land can also be seen as an NFT art, Right. Um, but it's not how you use it. And a lot of companies in the blockchain space have started monetizing the use cases around it. And that's what Voltil is also built on, which I'll go into in, in, in some detail. Um, but yeah, the idea of virtual land is you could literally do anything on it apart from leaving it. So just like how you have a website where you click on um, Voltil.io and you see our information. You know, you could build your website or a virtual office on your virtual land and send people a URI or URL to access it from any device. So that is what we're building the foundation of Voltail on. Mm -hmm. That sounds incredible. And like you said, you, you, you started thinking about land in it in a more physical sense and then incorporating that on, on a virtual sense. Yeah. So did you have any kind of inspiration at all apart from that? Or did you see anything else that kind of caught your eye apart from, you know, the like you said, the, the crypto scene or the NFT scene and just made you think, right, this needs to be what like 10x into Bolt Hill. Yeah, so it, it, it's two, right? And uh, I'd hone in on this now. So out of the, so I got into part of the, Part of the virtual land I bought in 2017, 2018, I bought a couple and I bought, you know, them for about $200 equivalent at the time. Fast forward to February, March this year, I sold one of them for under $10,000. And I was like, hold on, like, take a step back. Like, what the actual F? You know, I don't even know how many, how many X's those are. I don't know if it's a... I think it's about 50x if i'm mm. correct and mm. you don't get that kind of roi return on investment on, on things in three years right yeah. so for me it wasn't the roi that took it for me it was value the fact that someone somewhere in this world has looked at my plot of land amongst others and put value to this to say hey i'm gonna spend x amount to buy this and that got it for me to say hold on let's take a step back there is there is a market here you know, if people are associating this type of value to this to this virtual asset or digital asset, there is a lot to be done here. So yeah. I took that away. I gave my wife 10% of that, by the way. I mean, <laughs> and, and for me, it was like, okay, let's do some research around this. You know, I was in crypto. I was heavily vested. Um, time, you know, money as well and all of that. And I said, okay, how do we make a real world use case out of this? You know, mm -hmm. how do we incorporate virtual land with a use case? Mm -hmm. And I stumbled on virtual reality as well. And she, my wife actually got me for, I think two years ago, three years ago, um, Father Day's, Father's Day's present, uh, a Google cat box, um, the device with a cat box. How am I explaining? I'm explaining it wrong. Um, but it, it's a VR device, but it's mainly to project out Google Catbox um, 
virtual reality type wow. event. So, so you, you, you put like your phone, okay. well, kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. You load it on your phone, you put your phone into this device and you wear it. Okay. But now you have the more sophisticated one, like the HTC Vive and Oculus Quest, where the operating device is inside the headset. Wow. So she went in. It she was, was like, yeah, yeah, this is what Jimmy wants. Yeah, yeah. yeah like get. something different, like, mm-hmm. you know, out of the box. So I was like, okay, hold on. Um, let's look at the use case of virtual reality, associating that to a problem and enhancing experiences, right? And we, we pissed that together to say, hey, that could be a product. And started talking to a couple of like-minded people, started building a team around this. And, you know, Emily Rule, she's not here today, our group director, uh, she's supposed to be here, um, brought some some very nice concept to the brand mm-hmm. around how can we use this to enhance the human experience? Mm-hmm. You know, originally I was thinking, okay, we're doing experiences and we're shaping how experiences are, but we added a flavor of the human experience to this and how we're building our metaverse and Vault Hill is going to be a metaverse, which is what we're building. How we're building a metaverse is focusing on seven basic human instincts. So vitality, creativity, play, imagination, curiosity, and the likes. So right now we have a customer in Hong Kong looking at how we upskill, so how we deploy virtual reality and augmented reality to them Mm -hmm. and that's going to focus on the vitality district again within vitality we're looking at fitness we're looking at physiotherapy mindfulness and that's amazing you know all of that good stuff so again in a nutshell that's how the the idea was birthed and you know we keep evolving iterating and 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 and, and playing playing on that yeah that's that's incredible And, and you mentioned you know you've got a customer outside in in hong kong as well how did you acquire him or how did you even because this is something that you just tried to explain to me and someone who obviously i'm not really into that space as of yet correct so you've done a really good job explaining it to me but i can imagine out there in the world there are people who are fanatics about this kind of stuff so how did you go about acquiring them so with with this customer right um he's been a He's been a friend of mine, um, Kabir, and um, we actually worked in banking together at RBS. Mm-hmm. He actually got me into RBS. Um, we worked together in a, in a different company before RBS, and we've kept in touch, right? And he started a, a company called Today Fit. Um, it's, a, it's an Uber for personal training. So they connect you to personal trainers, and they, they, they have a couple of personal trainers, and they get you to train with them. So use case, vitality. Fitness, physiotherapy, mindfulness, um, mental health related type stuff. Mm. Um, looking for customers in that light. I'm like, hold on, Kabir has a product. All right, let's talk to Kabir today fit and understand how we can incorporate the services we're building in Vault Hill to not just provide a better experience for his company and app, mm. but also look at how we could create a new revenue stream for him within his business model. So for us, it's looking at it from two two perspectives. Wow. Okay. We enhance the human experience through our experiences, and then we look at how we could improve the business model of the clients we acquire, and then rub that down into the customers. So if I take a step back and look at, okay, I wouldn't do that now because I know you're still going to ask me something about that. So I'll, I'll, I'll ease into it. Yeah. <laughs> but but in detail, you know. We had to. We did a couple of sessions with him and his team, so it wasn't just like, "Oh, because he's my, you know, a friend of mine." Um, hey, go do this. No, so we had a couple of presentations, sold our business model, you mm-hmm. know, um, 
started working as team on the practicalities of it. And, you know, we're already working on an MVP for um, the, the, the client right now. So for me, it's like we're only less than less than a year into this. Um, very complex technology, blockchain, cloud computing, and extended reality technology. And mm. it, it's great to actually have a customer or a client that, you know, is willing to pay money for this service mm. and improve their own service um, offering to their own customers as well. Mm -hmm. That's insane. That's really insane. <laughs> That's the only thing. I'm sat here trying to, you know, wrap my head around it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> completely understand everything that you you've just said and, and to be fair i do understand it it's just yeah. wrapping your head around it yeah, so you touched a little bit on your business model yeah and i think you have three kind of areas of it four. or three four there you go sorry <laughs> i'm stand corrected so so let's dive a little bit deeper into that and, okay. and tell me how exactly that actually works so um it's funny because Actually, this week, and you know, when we're coming up, and you asked me how's my week been, and I was like, actually, it's better than last week. Cause, That's good. Um, we have a team of about, I think, fourteen or fifteen people now. You know, half of them are part time, and a lot of them are coming on full time now. And when we set out to do this, you know, we had certain milestones we needed to hit quite quickly. And within the blockchain space, things move so rapidly, right? And you also need to look at the market as well. You know, Bitcoin is at 60 something K now and it's good to drop any project right now because anyone that has invested is definitely in profit, you know, because it's at an all time high. Um, but taking back to the question around the product lines, you know, um, and associating that to this week. So we had a couple of workshops with the team and we're able to map out clearly our product line. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, yes, finally. Um, not like we didn't have that when we started this, we did, but it wasn't just put together in terms of this product. These are the lines within this product. This is a revenue generator model. This is the team we need. Uh, this are the timelines and all of that. This is the product roadmap. Mm -hmm. We had a high level version of that, but now we started breaking that out. So mm -hmm. coming back to your question, you know, we have four product lines. One is the metaverse, which incorporates the creation of the islands, virtual land, and, um, also looking at how we create a builder tool mm -hmm. where you could build on your virtual land without having to code. So we create a tool for you and you're able to do it yourself. The mm -hmm. um, second product line is the NFT marketplace. So we intend to build a marketplace where we could sell a virtual piece of land and start to onboard content creators, not just artists. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, you could come on board and start selling some of your content from client chronicles on our marketplace as nfts to people wow. you know so again making it that would be very nice yeah it will be <laughs> <laughs> and you know doing that and the fourth is around um sorry the third is around avatars so working with a number of companies or um a number of avatar creation companies to build avatars but it's not just about the building of the avatars the ability to customize your avatars in terms of digital wearables because that's oh, a wow. thing now you could have a digital Rolex. You could have a digital... Um, a little Birkin. Yeah, yeah. So th there's a company we're looking to work with, Boston Protocol. Uh, they bought a, a digital asset from DNG for a million dollars. I, I kid you not. That yeah. kind of stuff is like, <laughs> it, it just goes over my head. I know, and here you have founders struggling to raise what? The, the odd round. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We'll come to that in a bit. <laughs> 
there's going to be a story behind <laughs> I that. Know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. And, you know, it's not looking at, you know, the concept of how do we get fashion brands who are not established, fashion brands up and coming across the globe, in Africa, in Nigeria, in, you know, in Asia, in the UK, in Europe, in, you know, in the Americas. How do we get how do we get a launch pad for these guys to come on board and showcase their virtual their 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 brand at the same time digitize that and monetize that at the same time mm. so a couple of things we want to do you know without spilling out too much is work with up-and-coming brands to do like a a metaverse fashion road sh- um, fashion show in vault hill where we partner with you know the likes of dlsego in nigeria you know vicky Ginanin, alan um, London Fashion School as well to bring some of their final year students to come and showcase some of their brands. But again, all of this is still, you know, work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the kind of ideas we want to do around creating awareness around fashion as well as monetizing fashion. And um, the next, uh, the last product line is the XR Consulting where we have virtual reality, augmented reality services. And all of this now tie back to the metaverse, right? So, Within the metaverse, we're creating virtual land where we're creating a builder tool where you could use your tool mm-hmm. from a VR perspective to build a simulation. Wow. You could then monetize that creation through our NFT marketplace. Mm-hmm. You can now create your avatar, which is your digital passport into the metaverse, mm-hmm. and then also customize it to look as glam as you in the real life and also digitize that as well. So you can do all of this at home and exactly. almost create another stream of income from... Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, so that is our ecosystem, and each of our products intersect with each other. Mm-hmm. And the guys that just left here, and I was talking to one of them while they were outside, you know, of of this as well. And he was like, "Oh, Jimmy, what, what you just explained to me, you're building the next level of the internet." And I'm like, "Let's take a step back." <laughs> yes, it sounds like that. I guess but that really gassed you. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, I'm, like, I'm not going to take credit. There are loads of people out there pioneering <laughs> this as well, right? Yeah. It's Web 3.0 in, in the way we call it. And, you know, it's 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 exciting that, you know, I'm having to work with a, a talented and diverse team to build this out to fruition. And mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. I kid you not. Like, I, I get so excited when I talk about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can imagine. And so when you're when you built this, are you currently in, in developing the MVP? Have you got that all, all set up there? Yeah, so we're, we're currently developing that and it's, it's been a journey and a challenge, I kid you not, at the same time. Because, yeah. you know, again, if I look at what we're building, technology-wise, you have blockchain, extended reality, and cloud computing. Now, mm-hmm. you never find someone that has all of those three skill sets. You have, to, you have to hire, you know, vertically rather than horizontally. Absolutely. And then try to get them to upskill themselves around this. And that is what we're doing, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the metaverse side of things, that is currently being built next month we should be able to go live with selling a number of pieces of virtual land mm-hmm. on the marketplace marketplace again we're doing a we're working on a tactical solution where we leverage existing platforms and build on that rather than building ours from scratch mm-hmm. um, the avatars again that is work in progress should be coming out I think next week if I'm correct I don't know me saying this might put my team on pressure but yeah yeah. that that should be coming out next week and then you know the fourth product line we already have today fit the the Hong Kong app fitness app that we're working on so I kid you not 
across all four streams, there is active work going down. We're going to start shipping products out to the market mm. as early as the end of next week. That's so, that's super exciting. That's your first product launch. Correct. Amazing. <laughs> it's timing really well. And in terms of the hiring process then, how... How did you find it? Because it must have been difficult, like you said, and also keeping like a lean, like a lean kind of strategy there, because you know you've, you've not fundraised yet. You're you're bootstrapping. Correct. So how did you go about finding these amazing people? Um. So again, for a lot of people that know me, they know I'm, I'm big on building relationships and keeping relationships, and that is what I've used as the ethos of Vault Hill, right? Because I feel without the team, um you can't really do much and exactly. within our company objectives um we have five of them and number three is you know to build our people capability and culture mm. and that is big for me on the number on, on the five objectives for us because i feel like without good people without the right culture you find it tough and challenging you know i'm not going to say i have the the script to get in that right no but you know it's something that it's at the forefront of my mind to say hey mm. While we're hiring, we need to make sure we work with people that have majority soft skills. And when I say soft skills, I mean things like taking ownership, um, having compassion, having emotional intelligence, having, you know, being proactive, you know, a couple of things that people don't necessarily look for when they hire. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, if you're a software developer, can you code? Can you do this assessment? If you pass, okay, good, we'll bring you on. But yeah. I, I look beyond that. Yeah. You know, I keep saying, you know, when I'm hiring, 60% of my assessment is around soft skills. 40 is like technical. Okay, can you do this and all of that? And that's such a thing that people don't really, people think, oh, that's you just being soft. And it's not because at the end of the day, if someone's smart and they've got a certain level of qualification, they can most definitely learn on the job. Absolutely. But what you can't teach people what you i mean this is controversial but you cannot teach people to be a team player i mean yeah. you can try but if over and over again that they just prove themselves not to be the right person for the role which is fine um no matter how smart you are there's yeah. always someone who is more of a team player is more say um i would say who, who can listen to instructions and, and who wants the best for everybody rather than being selfish yeah, yeah. and they can learn on the job there as well absolutely uh, but people don't necessarily understand that aspect especially when you're at the beginning stage um because obviously right now you have to graft and you have to graft to get the, where you want to be really C correct and this was a conversation or part of the conversation i was having with my mates on my morning walk this morning yeah is how do you how do you bring people that are strategic to oversee the doers mm. but how do you look at it from a startup perspective to say hey i need more doers than chips yeah but you need chips to align the doers so mm. it's a fine balance and for me a couple of approaches you know job post yes headhunting on linkedin 100 percent. Mm. you know type the role profile um you know start looking at people looking at locations as well you know, trying to make sure that the team is as diverse as possible. And one of the big things for me is women in technology. Amazing. You Love know, you. Um, I'm part of um, um, a group called Women in Blockchain Tech, um, Talks. And the founder is actually a, an advisor on the project as well. I love that. And for me, it's like, Lavinia, I need a whole lot of women to come be part of this. Again, when I say part of this, I'm not talking about, you know, send a tweet or tell your mates about it. No. Let's see how we could start to bring ladies that are in blockchain that need an internship opportunity or yeah. need some digital marketing and blockchain to come on board and then shadow one of the people on the team yeah. 
or actually learn how to do stuff and be part of the team. So I'm actually talking about physical working, That's not just cool. associating, oh, hey, yeah. we're doing this, you know. Really having them hands on onto the projects. And I'm assuming, you know, with your daughter and everything, that's really important for her to see that as well. Correct. So that's really lovely to see. So are you actually hiring at the moment? Are you looking for interns? Hey, we're, we're constantly hiring. Again, it, it goes back to, I know I still want to talk about funding, but it goes back to what can we do at this point in time, right? You know, and for me, I made, I made it clear to the team on the vision, on the strategy, on the objectives, on our key results, and um, how we sorry, on our key activities and how we achieve those results. For us, it's a number of things. Before the end of, ne of this year, we need to re generate revenue. We need to have customers and we need to have clients. Mm -hmm. And all of our four product lines are doing that for us. Now, we just need to get more aggressive on doing that because... When we go for funding, I know the questions investors are going to ask is these three things as well as the team or where you on your product development. But from a, a funding perspective is, hey, are you pre-valuation or post-valuation? And yeah. I'm like, okay, hey, I know where I'm going. I need to have money in the bank. Yeah. You know, so for us, it's how can we use the lean team we have to get there as quickly as possible and yeah. then start having those conversations in 2022 and then, you know, bring in a, a SWAT team, again, lean team again, of, you know, more skilled and savvy individuals that can accelerate our growth trajectory. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like you said, unfortunately, investors, well, some investors do fall in love with potential. But if you're going for the big sharks like the VCs, they look at what you have on paper. Um, and that's how, you know, they actually sift out yeah. the, the projects they want to involve themselves in. Correct. Um, but at this stage, I can imagine it being a little, especially because you are pre-launch, it being a little bit tricky to have those investor conversations. But of course, I can imagine it being when you're prepared and you've got the right documents ready, you've got your term sheet, you've got your negotiations all set up and done as to what you want to look for, what your, you know, Q, Q1 projections are going to be for, for next year yeah. or your three-year runway from now on, what that's going to look like, that all helps a successful raise. Absolutely. So how have you have you been finding that so far? I feel like it's a bit of a soft subject because a lot of founders, <laughs> they've, they've been doing this for months, but yeah. it, all it takes is that one conversation or that one connection. Correct. So I'd say I've been blessed, you know, one with the team and two with the caliber of people we currently have on the team. Um, and... I'll say this because, again, I'm, I'm not trying to be controversial here, but within the blockchain space and the traditional space, two completely different approaches on how you raise funds, right? We've looked at our model and said, hey, let's get part of product one, two, three on the blockchain so we can raise money quite quickly and build a community base around it. And... Um, we've developed our utility token that will be used in the metaverse mm -hmm. and um, we've concluded our pre-seed sale of that and we raised about $112,000 again to some people it's like wow to where I'm trying to get to that's a drop in the ocean and this was just conversations with friends families and relatives mm -hmm. so I actually haven't even physically gone out to angel investors or vcs to say hey let's pitch mm -hmm. um let's let's fly here let's try and get this because i know where i'm trying to get to with this again i'm being vocal about it vault hill will definitely be a unicorn i.e a one Come billion on dollar and above valuation you know so i know where i'm trying to get to with this mm -hmm. and for for us it's 
how do we put all of those in place? Mm-hmm. And the reason why we've gone the blockchain route is let's build that community, let's raise some money, let's start rewarding our community that have come in early, and then let's start delivering products that you know the community want as well. Because yes, we have a vision. All of that could also be part of that could be refined based on what our community needs and our users want. Mm-hmm. And then we take all of that learnings and say, okay. I think we're in a position to have conversations with institutional investors. Let's go do that. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's a tricky one because, you know, I was was speaking to the legal team last two weeks ago, um, Will at Stevenson Law, and I was saying to him, geez, man, I'm I'm stressed with fundraising, man. Yeah. You know, and he's like, Jimmy, I'm seeing your numbers. You're killing it. You know, without a product, with um, a website that isn't up to par, we currently have a website refresh going on and Mm -hmm. we're rebranding a website um, next Friday. But with a white paper and a pitch deck, you know, we raised 112K. Amazing. I didn't know this. (laughs) I didn't know. Was this very... Oh, because this was from the Seedfast agreements, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So so all of this was mostly tokens, you know, in terms of sales and and all of that. We, you know, we, we created a... Uh, a SAF, the simple agreement for future tokens yeah. um, for that. And for us, it's, yes, that's a big achievement. And I said to the team, hey, let's celebrate all wins, small or big, because, you know, some people have been working on their projects for three years and haven't raised as much as that. Mm. And we've done that in a space of six months. Amazing. So it's like, okay, we're steadily going in the right direction. Um, let's not lose focus and sight. Let's make mm-hmm. sure that you know we're able to hit these milestones because we have an aggressive valuation we've put to the company as well. And for me and the team, it's we need to hit this valuation number. So next year when we go talk to institutional investors, is hey, we value the company at X. We yeah. did do year one as Y, which was what we said. And you know the next year valuation or the next year you know um, run rate and revenue is you know on par to be hit. Mm-hmm. So again, it's looking at it you know, tactically and strategically as to how we get this up and running and we're in the right position and we have the right leverage as well when we go to those institutional investors. Mm. That's a really lovely story to hear. And like you said, you you have to, when you're building a wall, you have to do it brick by brick. You can't be thinking too, too, yes, forward thinking is important, but I think being an entrepreneur is, is having kind of that impatient in the short term but yeah. in the in the long term you have to be so patient you have to be so dedicated you have to be really you know you have a one-track mind and if things don't go as planned that's fine yeah. it's part of the it's part of the journey yeah, you have to take absolutely. it and you have to vibe it all out right yeah. so it sounds like you've done really really well so far Thank certainly you. one of the hey, most it's a team effort I'm not going to take credit for this. When it I is a you, team. I, I mean, Vault, Vault Hill in general, you know, your team has, has done really, really well. It sounds like you've got fantastic, fantastic individuals there as well. So now when we when we think forward or forward thinking, do you guys have, say, any plans to expand internationally or what are your plans for the next couple of years? Um, yeah, so we're already doing that. Um, we're a joint partnership with... Uh, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but okay. there's a big announcement coming next week. And stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, you know, the, the 29th of October, 2021. And it expands us into Africa, right? Amazing. The work we're doing and all of that. Again, what we're building is global, right? Mm. Um, but there's going to be a focus in Africa to, you know, start to transition this technology, this metaverse into the space there to help how we start to monetize, improve the economy and all of that good stuff. But in terms of expansion, 
again, you know, we're working with brands and partners across the globe, you know, in terms of setting up shop in a different location, that is on the agenda to be done. Amazing. Yeah. That's so, it's, it's crazy because you have to think about it, you know, you're, you're building a virtual landscape, but the fact that you're actually going out there yeah. and, and building it in, in Africa or in, in other countries as well, you just never hear of that being a thing, especially with virtual reality. Correct. Uh, which is fantastic because when you think of VR, you automatically think of, you know, the crazy one at Silicon Valley yeah. or all the way in the States because there is much more of a culture around that over there. But you never think about it in, say, wider Europe or even, you know, Africa or... Hey, we're here to disrupt, else. man. You Absolutely. know, we're not we're not following the status quo. <laughs> Someone has to do it. Hey, Someone hey, hey, it. hey. Um, and yeah, so I think coming around to the final question of the podcast as well. So this is a little bit of a deep question, but Uh-oh. what does... When you when you think of success, okay, what does success actually mean to you? Is it a financial thing? Is it um, a happiness thing? What what does that actually mean? What what even is happiness in you, in your uh, in your eyes? You did say it was dip. It is dip. And for, for me, I feel I don't even feel I know. Mm. Success is a number of things, right? One, leaving a legacy behind. You know. Um, Happiness is definitely key. Happiness with family, peace of mind. I'm, I'm big on peace. Like, you know, my wife will tell you, I, I, I'm big on peace. But for me, success is, and attributing this to Voltil is when we get to a place whereby we know we've, we've, what's the word? I wouldn't want to use the word conquer. <laughs> But we've, we're established as a brand and present globally and we're impacting lives daily, mm. you know, taking people out of poverty in Africa, enhancing businesses and improving business models in the West, you know, starting to look at how we partner with the next level generation on climate change, all of this good stuff. And I feel like that is the level of success we want to achieve within Voltil. Financially, all of that will come. So I'm not going to say, hey, when we hit a billion dollars, that is success. No, I feel success personally to me and with Voltil is the amount of lives we can impact with our product and services and keep impacting those lives and experiences and changing how people look at how they do things moving forward. And for me, that that is the ultimate satisfaction. Mm, that really is the definition of legacy because you know as uh, the famous saying goes all of this other stuff is here today gone tomorrow so yeah again the whole idea of impacting people's lives or or changing the status quo as well which is great um but yeah jimmy it was absolutely lovely to have you on the show where can people actually find out more about fort hill um so our website www.vaulthill.io um, we're on Telegram, Vault Hill underscore, sorry, Vault underscore Hill. We're on Twitter, Vault underscore Hill. Instagram, Vault underscore Hill. Um, <laughs> we have a blog for information and educative purposes. Um, it's uh, blog.vaulthill.io. So again, all of this is on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our white paper currently on the website. So if you want more information as to the detail, the roadmap, the journey, you know, the tokenomics, how all of this links together, you know, please have a read on on the white paper on the website. Um, and yeah, you know, um, 
Google us, Vault Hill. <laughs> yeah, and I'll definitely make sure to link it down in the show notes as well. And guys, make sure to tune into the full episode on The Climb Chronicles, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But yeah, Jimmy, thank you so thank much. You. It's been a pleasure and I'm really looking forward to seeing your, your future plans as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.